This episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast is sponsored by CoinZoom. Stick around and you'll learn more about them in this episode. You got your white swans, beautiful and elegant birds. You've also got your black swans, also beautiful, but made for a real creepy movie. And then you've got your gray swans. In a world that's not all black and white, perhaps the most reasonable of swans. And reasonable is what we're going for today as we introduce you to Peter Harrigan of Gray Swan Digital. See what I did there? They're introducing a decentralized global platform that will serve as the foundation for the price sharing economy. They're introducing a decentralized global platform that will serve as the foundation for the price sharing economy by doing for the $500 trillion derivatives industry what Apple did for the computer. Stick around long enough or spend some time with Sir Lord Travis and you might start seeing rainbow colored swans. But we're colorblind here and welcome you no matter what kind of swan you prefer on episode number 471 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Stop staring at me, Swan. <laughs> ah, pop culture references abound. We're, we're, we're barely into the show, and we've already referenced Black Swan, the film, and uh, which Adam Sandler movie was that? I think it was Billy Madison. When Billy he Madison. has to go back to grade school again because he's a, a dim-winded adult. He's playing in the bathtub with some things and then... With stuff and things. Welcome yep. to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show. Hey, thank the you. Crypto My first time here. here. The Crypto Sirius and the Crypto Swanus. We are not birdists here. We appreciate all species and of living things. I mean, things. I just had some bird for for lunch. I, I had not, some cow. Like we love birds around here. You had bird. I had cow. Somebody out there had fish. And mm-hmm. some of you don't eat anything with a face, and that's fine. Uh, Mr. Sir Lord Travis Wright, we're recording before the Chiefs game today, and it's a big game. All right. Yeah, there's a big game going on. Uh, between the Chiefs and the Saints. As a matter of fact, it starts in about an hour. And what's cool about this is we got a new sponsor called MyBookie, mybookie.ag. And uh, it's really the only sports book capable of turning your Bitcoin love into some winning, uh, you know, bets, depending on how good you are at betting. Now, my grandpa, huge bet, loved, loved to do the betting. But I think that stuff was dangerous back in the day because then you got to give this dude some cash. It gives this dude some cash. And when you win, maybe you get your cash. And if you don't pay your cash, then you get some broken legs. Well, what's cool about this is you get smart contracts involved. And it's like, all right, I'm putting $50 on this. Actually, I made a bet that says I think the Chiefs are going to have more than a field goal and a half today, which means two or more field goals I will win. That's a good – I think that's a logical bet because they're playing against the Saints. Saints have pretty good defense. We might get at least two field goals. And so I place the bet. My money goes in the smart contract. The other goes in their smart contract. And whenever I get, if I win, that just gets released back to my account. It's pretty cool. You don't got to go see Vinny. Hey, Vinny, where's, where's my winnings? Yeah, you don't got to worry about Vinny and your winnings. You can just go log in and get your winnings. So uh, what's cool about this, you can actually get 100% bonus on your first three deposits and no deposit fees. And uh, pretty good stuff. Also, you can, you know, do withdrawals within 24 hours. So we're not really big on the gambling around here, you know, for like poker and some of the other stuff. But 
sports betting. I think this is actually maybe one of the better solutions that we've ever seen for sports betting because of smart contracts. And so check this out. You can put your crypto where your mouth is. You can sign up for mybookie.ag. And when you do, there's a promo code. Type in bad crypto, no spaces, and you will receive 100% bonus on your first three deposits. So bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Sir Lord Travis, I, you know, because of you and because of our producer, Aaron, I am a Chiefs fan by proxy. Not really a huge sports ball fan, but I enjoy a good game and it's fun watching Mahomes. So I signed up as well and I put $50 on the same bet as you, uh, Chiefs minus three. So they got to win by more than a field goal. Yep. And uh, you guys can go check it out as well. Also, you know, if you are looking for a debit card that allows you to spend your crypto more seamlessly, go grab a coin zoom visa card instantly convert your crypto to fiat that's accepted by the merchant you just got to choose what crypto you want to spend that means you can spend your crypto at over 53 million merchants around the world to do just about anything including atm withdrawals and 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 check it you get five percent in crypto back on every purchase and we'll start with coin zoom by giving you ten dollars in free crypto just for signing up go to badco.in forward slash coin zoom and get your coin zoom visa debit card badco.in forward slash coin zoom check it out and thanks to our sponsors for making this show possible yeah speaking of zoom 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 let's zoom into the interview with peter harrigan of gray swan digital one thing we don't like here in these united states it's traders it's damn traders need to well, why are we interviewing one then no 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 this is not a traitor this guy today is a trader we don't oh, like traitors. totally different totally different thing yeah we're not this we're not out you know with pikes and you know putting anybody's head on them and okay gonna hang them this at least is, not today at least it's kind right. of early in the day still maybe, maybe I think you guys week. have benedict arnold next week maybe yeah maybe. Benedict Arnold, I'll be back. (laughs) With us, we have Peter Harrigan, the CEO and co-founder of Gray Swan Digital, a decentralized global platform serving as the foundation for the price-sharing economy. Can't wait to figure out what that is. Peter, welcome to Bad Crypto. Well, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Can I call you Pete? You you absolutely may, yes. Okay. Yeah. Pete, Pete it is. Okay. Peter Harrigan's actually a really nice Irish name. Top of the morning to you, Peter. There's a, there's a little bit of the Irish there, absolutely. I'm sure there is. I'm, I'm sure there is. Uh, give us a little bit of your background before crypto and tell us how you went down the crypto rabbit hole, and then we'll talk about all the things you're doing now. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I was a, basically in capital markets. So I was an option trader. Um, I traded actually traded foreign exchange at Bank of America in Los Angeles, and then I went uh ended up on the floor at the chicago mercantile exchange where i traded um currency futures and then currency options uh traded swiss franc options for a few years by the way Uh, can i just say the first time i ever heard anybody you i must have been you know a kid and they said i'm on the floor i'm like what were they doing (laughs) what are they doing on the floor we're floating around. Did they not give you a desk? What I don't. What does that mean? We actually stood in these rings of people, right? These little concentric uh, circles that went down that looked like pits, which is what they called them. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, I was there for a few years, and I went came to San Francisco and traded equity options at the Pacific Exchange. 
Um, a few years later, I uh, got involved in my first startup, uh, as is a requirement in San Francisco. Um, I was what I like to call the, the fourth most important out of four founders of a company that was called Sentient Technologies, which was a, a machine learning um, uh, technology, essentially using like an evolutionary uh, technology to evolve these little trading algorithms. Um, and I came in and worked with a lot of people who were a lot smarter than I was um, coming in with the, uh, the trading experience. Uh, I was there until about 2013 where I left. Uh, first time in my life I actually left a company with some money rather than just, say, and them just saying, you know, get out. Uh, and I started trying to figure out what would be interesting to do next and started going to um, startups down or to, to meetups down in Silicon Valley and in San Francisco to learn about about crypto and blockchain and all this stuff. So that's great. So you, you basically took your your trading knowledge of, you know, you're actually doing the historical markets and whatnot, traditional financial space. And when, when did the light go on? When did you say, oh, my God, this Bitcoin thing, this is going to be huge? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the light went on kind of towards the yeah, maybe maybe the peak of the 2013 thing and then it started going down and so that the light started to flicker a little bit there because i was starting <laughs> to think maybe I, maybe i've just timed this incredibly wrong um but then when uh you know when ethereum came out and when or when they rather than they said we're going to have this sort of ico even though they didn't use the term at the time um because we're going to come up with this kind this smart contracts idea i thought well that 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 sounds really interesting um and you know what can we do with that right and um one of the i mean i kind of kind of went to those meetups and came out with two things one was uh making a unfortunately small investment in the that original uh ethereum ico and uh, and meeting my partner steven <clears throat> with whom we sort of started discussing what you can do with the technology right and we realized you know you can start building some really interesting things um, with a combination of, you know, blockchain tech and, and some conventional tech. Okay. And and now you're the co-founder of Grace One. And right. tell us a little bit about what the platform is. And then we'll talk a little bit about why, you know, this is important, especially to traders, not traitors. Sure. Um, so our goal was to kind of, to change the, you know, it's a hundred, derivatives are a hundred year old industry, right? And it's a monstrous business. I think the total notional values out there, like 500 trillion or something. There's just a, a, a huge amount of money involved. Um, and we'd like to kind of transform it the way Apple tra transformed the computer, making it very easy, um, making it visual and, and intuitive for people to, to use. So um, I think what we're looking at right now is a system that has, first of all, it's, it's all, it, it serves really high volume markets. Um, in most derivatives, trading is actually on financial products, but they don't necessarily do a lot for people on Main Street. Um, if you want to protect yourself from, uh, you know, if you're like you're a farmer in, in Kenya and you're growing tea and you want to protect yourself from the price of tea going down, there's really not any way to do it. Um, if you're a small bank and you've got like a real estate portfolio, uh, you can't really protect that loan portfolio with derivatives. These things work for really big markets, mostly for financial products. So what we'd like to do is create something that allows um, people to be able to protect themselves in a lot of these markets. And also people who don't really know anything about derivatives or options trading. So, I mean, I've been in options for 30 years, but I mean, we wanted to create a system where, you know, if, if you can move a mouse, you can create a custom derivative product. And so that's what we've been working on. And that's what we've done. 
And these derivatives, I mean, in in the world of traditional finance, have have created. It seems to me just like mountains of of of. of isn't it just like sort of like money that doesn't exist, or it's like money that is is just a whole lot of debt? Or the derivatives? It's almost like they 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 put a bunch of debt together and then then you bet on that. Like if you could explain derivatives to to our audience. You know, traditionally, I think that I mean, I know that I'm not an expert in that at all. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have no clue what exactly it means for derivatives. Right. Well, there, there are a lot of different types of them. And a derivative essentially is any anything, you know, any financial object that derives its price from some other object. So the easiest one to understand is like a, an option on stocks. Right. You buy like a, a call option on on Apple and then, you know, if the price of Apple goes up. Uh, you can still buy Apple at the strike price of that call option. And, you know, you can alternatively, if you own Apple, you could sell that option and then give away some of that upside to someone else and and earn like a, a return in the in the process. But, yes, they have gotten extremely, extremely complex and very large. The, the other problem is that the current system um, seems to be comprised mostly of like massive leverage. Um, combined with like an kind of unlimited risk. And so most times people think, well, you know, the, the price usually moves within this range. So I kind of know what my risk is. But we started to learn that that's not always the case. Um, every few years, you kind of get a blow up. Um, in May, um, you know, the price, oil futures, the front month of oil futures actually went below zero. So mm. people started to realize, I mean, I think people are starting to realize that the, the the range of possible prices and the risk that they're taking is a lot larger than they understood. I mean, you actually had a situation with oil where, you know, it went down to a dollar. I'm sure there were a lot of people who looked at the futures and thought, well, I, mean, I could buy it for a dollar. What's the worst that can happen? Well, it turns out in that strange circumstance, the worst that could happen is it went to negative 45 within like 20 minutes. Um, as everyone was trying to get out of those contracts. Um, so what we're, what we've, you know, one of the things we've been focusing on is building something where the risk is bounded, um, where it's visual and the risk you are taking is the risk you see on your screen. So you know exactly what you're getting into. You understand precisely the trade you're making. Um, it's limited to a certain extent and it's extremely intuitive because we are visual creatures we see something and we understand it better. So, you know, you, you talked about Apple and we talked a little bit about derivatives, this, this price sharing economy. Right. Let's dig in a little bit more on what that is. Yeah. Price, price sharing is a term that we came up with to describe um, what we're doing. I mean, essentially, um, all derivatives, they split the, the, the effective price from the effective ownership. You can actually, uh, you, you know, again, like if you buy a call option on Apple stock, you don't actually own Apple stock, right? You own a thing that will move with the price of Apple stock without actually owning the thing. If you could, you know, hedge the price of your house um, by having a, a derivative, that, then what would happen is you would separate the, the ownership of that house, the physical ownership living in it from the actual impact of the price of it. And that's essentially what derivatives do. The reason we came up with a, a different term was because we we're trying to do it in a different way. And so, you know, just like when, um, you know, when when water is, you know, 50 degrees, it's in a liquid form. Um, the same molecules go down to 30 degrees. All of a sudden their form is different and we call it something else. We call it ice. And that's what we kind of called this price sharing. It is a it is a form of derivatives, but it is a form of derivatives that's so different 
um, than any other form that's out there. It's so easy for people to use and to understand that we wanted to have a different uh, a different term that kind of separated it from the other derivatives that were out there. Mm. So then basically you're, gonna, you're taking that same principle and applying it to crypto then. It's like, so basically you're, be you're betting on the future prices of of certain cryptos over time and you don't maybe necessarily own that crypto but you own the device that will allow you to buy that crypto at a certain price if it hits a certain thing right i mean if you look at what's going on now i mean i mean the cme has has you know bitcoin futures they've been fairly successful with that contract um but i mean if you know you want to you want to sell that short um a it's extremely risky to do it, right? If you because what's the upside limit that the price of Bitcoin could go to? Um, B, what's the amount of margin you're going to have to put up? I mean, a lot of people can't, like a lot of people's brokers won't even let them do it. So in our case, what you do is you'd say, okay, I'm going to draw a curve on the screen and I'm going to pull this screen, pull this to where I want it. I'm going to grab, you know, just grab the little, grab the mouse click down, yank the screen to where I want it, get the shape I want, which is, you know, in this case, say, I mean, let's say you're a Bitcoin miner and you know if the price of Bitcoin goes down, you're going to lose some money. Um, you pull that curve up to say, when it goes down 40%, I want to make $20,000. Um, and then you could, on the other side, you could say, well, you know, I'm, I'm willing to lose five or $10,000 if the price goes up because I'm kind of a long Bitcoin. Um, and then you create that curve. And then we take that curve and break it down into a series of small little fungible objects. And so all you do is say what you want to do. And then the system breaks it down to the pieces. And then we get prices for the pieces, which then get reassembled. And you say, oh, it's going to cost me um, $1,000 to do that trade. Most I can lose is you know, five grand on the upside. Most I can make is 20 on the downside. It cost me $1,000 in premium. There's my trade. I don't have to know anything about options trading. I don't have to understand how any of these things work. It's just simple as that. And it tries to just make that incredibly simple for anyone to use. So really the, the goal here seems to be taking the mystery out of trading and making it easy for the lay person because it's super confusing for a lot of people. Right. I mean, that that is our goal. And um, it creates a lot of really interesting opportunities, too. So by breaking this down into these smaller pieces, each of these pieces that a person could could take the other side of, um, are, it, you know, is uh, a, a simple little contract that can kind of be reassembled into some new things. Um, you know, you could have someone who could who could get exposure to U.S. real estate or get exposure to, again, to Bitcoin or something like that without having to actually to actually own it or understand it or trade it. Um, yeah, but, but the ultimate goal here is, yeah, to make something as easy to do as, you know, um, trading, you know, working with your, your Apple computer, or I, I think the better example nowadays would be to go with, think about like Robinhood. Uh, I don't know if I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. Uh, that's an amazingly simple, uh, platform they you, know, you just go and say, I want to own this much stock. I want to own $500 worth of Tesla and they take care of it for you. You get fractional mm -hmm. shares and all that. Um, I think about Coinbase. When I first saw the Coinbase app a few years ago, it was so simple. I thought, man, this is dumb. This is like a really, really dumb platform. And like, why, why would you have something that simple? You just say buy and sell and then they take a percentage. And, and uh, you know, I think what they're, they're looking at doing an IPO at something like eight or $10 billion in valuation. So, you know, 
I, I'm kind of trying to learn my lesson there. I'm not thinking yeah. that that's a dumb I platform. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Stupid idiots. There's one of the very one of the very first, um, I believe, uh, crypto projects that became kind of a unicorn. Right. I mean, there was there was a few other ones, you know, sort of like Bitmain and some of the other ones that became worth a billion dollars. But Coinbase, one of those ones that said, "Hey, we're going to do this and we're going to build this out," and they've done pretty good for themselves. And it's, I'm pretty excited to see that you know PayPal. Is, is is doing some stuff with bitcoin now it's like, like it's it's kind of impacting the, the market in a very positive way right i think you're going to see a lot more of that and and on paypal it's not going to be complicated right you're going to say you know i want to put this much of my money in bitcoin or i want to you know dollar cost average in at you know a hundred dollars every week or something like that and they're just going to do it for you right you're not going to have to understand it um, I mean, I'm all for people having their self-custody and all that, but the fact is I think most people will not do that. Most people will use these simple platforms make their lives, making their lives a lot easier. But there's so many problems inherent in that. We all know people that, you know, have gotten hacked, um, didn't right, right. Got, you know, they got SIM swap, their email was hacked and, you know, the SMS uh, code, they, they were able to take everything. Um, right, right. How do so we do like leave 55 Bitcoin on a computer and then throw it in the dumpster and then crashed it? Yeah. And, and talk about it for the rest of eternity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've even, even heard people trying to go to the landfills, right? To try to find the old ones to look for it. I mean, at some price, you're, you're going to go through a lot of junk to try to find hard drives. Yeah, but so. even if you found, like Travis is talking about himself, he's the, he is the uh, the case study here. Even if you were to find that hard drive, you don't have the key. Right, 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 exactly. Unless unless you helpfully stored your key in a little file that's also on the hard drive, which is probably not an uncommon. Yeah, I think thrown away in like 2011. That thing is gone. I mean, and, and I'm pretty sure the hard drive wouldn't even work at this point. After being buried amongst the trash. Right, right, right. I would, right. I hope so. But I mean, yeah, I don't even know what, what's the real supply of Bitcoin now when we kind of think about what's actually available. I'm sure that, you know, 21 million is a wonderful number, but that's not the number, right? So. No. Well, it's, it's 18 and a half in circulation. Right. And, and how many, you know, how many millions lost? Satoshi's wallet's got a million in there. The Winklevi have, you know, what percentage do they own? Right. Uh, it's crazy. Right. But I think there's, I, I mean, the estimates I've seen is something like 2 million probably lost. So, you know, we, you know, again. Poor little the, Bitcoin lost in the world. Exactly. Idiots who lost their Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, man. That's crazy. I, I usually wow. lost money the old-fashioned way, just making bad decisions in the trade. Making bad decisions. You know, I've done a lot of those too. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so blacks. So you're not black swan. You're gray swan. Right. So what, is, what What is the meaning of that? Whenever you were naming that, because you know black swan events are like normally kind of crazy. So you're like, all right, we're gray swan. We're not a white swan. We're kind of gray. So right. we're going to dabble in all the craziness and normalcy. Well, what we decided to do is just steal from the best, right? So um, Nassim Talib actually came up with this term, and he was describing it to someone at one point. Um, and, and he said, you know, there's like three types. There's a white swan, there's a gray swan, there's a black swan. 
And, uh, you know, the Black Swan's this unforeseen event, right? So I think he said, like, you have a bridge, it can handle a two-ton truck. You don't know that there are five-ton trucks in the world. No one's ever seen one before. They don't expect it. One day it comes rolling down and goes across your bridge and breaks the bridge. Um, the White Swan event is, is the, um, you see the truck. It's there. You know it's coming. It's a certainty, right? So you go from absolute certainty to completely unknowable. Gray Swan is... Um, well, you know, there are big trucks out there, right? You know, they exist. You just don't know when one's going to come to your particular bridge. And so the white swan, the gray swan event is, uh, uh, something where you don't know anything about the timing. I mean, it's essentially like, you know, when's the, when's the market going to crash? Um, will there be a 30 or 40% correction in the price of Bitcoin sometime, you know, from whatever price in the next year? Or, or next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, at some point there's going to be a big pullback. Will there be a bear market in the stock market? Yes. No idea when, right? So those are all grace one events. They're all things that we know can happen and we know probably will happen at some point, but we can't, we don't know anything about when they're going to happen. And so they fall in the category of, of, of a grace one rather than the completely unforeseen black, black swans. I mean, if you look at this pandemic that just happened, that's not really a black swan. Um, people have been warning about pandemics for quite a while, right? I mean, there's a you can see a like a Bill Gates video from three years ago, and he said, "Well, you know, what if something comes out of China, and then all of a sudden we've got you know a lot of people getting this, and what's it going yeah, to do?" What if, us? Bill? What if? What if? Right? Huh. Exactly. Yeah. How about that? It's so hypothetical, Bill. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying, I mean, who knows? Like Wuhan, just to pick a city, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what I like, you see the video? There's a video with him and his wife sitting there, and he goes, yeah, some people took coronaviruses, but but the next one. <laughs> Seriously. Like, and then he's got this, like, sort of like, what is that called? The uh, the duplicitous grin or whatever. It's Oh, uh, uh, duper's delight. He's got this duper's delight on his face, like, Wait a second, Bill. I don't know. What do you know that we don't know? I've never right. heard that. Duper's delight. That's how yeah, I like that. It's exactly like whenever Peter Strzok was there talking yeah, yeah. to Congress, he's all like, <laughs> Duper's delight going on. They need to put that on the menu somewhere at IHOP. I like the Duper's delight. Yeah, what is that? Oh, it's exits. It's a double. Fruity tooty, fresh and fruity, if, yeah. you, if you don't mind. <laughs> so... Why don't you, uh, you know, since we don't have video here, can't really show people, but, you know, the the website is uh, graceswan.com. How does the platform work for people? Right. So right now, the platform, the way it works for people is uh, that it's that it is uh, the, the front end is completed and uh, the back end is in development. So um, I'm saying it doesn't work. I'm saying it works really well. Um, for us, because we're, uh, you know, we, we're actually in it. But in terms of broad release, it's not there yet. Um, so if they want to find out more, people can contact us. Um, they can just contact us at newfinance at graceswanmail.com. Uh, gray is spelled with an E, G-R-E-Y, swan mail. Um, and we'd be happy to walk someone through what it looks like and how, it, and how, it, uh, how it's going to work. Um, again, front end and UI is all complete and all functional, uh, but there's certain back end functions that we are still in development on. Uh, but uh, we can certainly give people an idea um, what it looks like if they want to come see it. Great stuff. Pete, we appreciate you coming on. Graceswan.com is the site. Any uh, directives you wish to issue to the citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia? 
Absolutely. Um, well, I, I, first of all, I want to make sure that the that, that, uh, main points that come across are that this is uh, something that is uh, so simple that anyone can use it. Um, and that if you can move a mouse, you can create a customized derivative that fits exactly what your goals are. Um, and if anyone wants to, to take a look at the, the platform and, and see how it functions, they should contact us. Um, they can reach us at, at newfinance at grayswanmail.com. Uh, gray, gray is spelled with an E because we're fancy. So it's G-R-E-Y uh, swanmail.com. And so they can, they can reach us that way. And we'd be happy to uh, give people a tour of exactly what we're doing here. And remember, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Thanks, Pete. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Alrighty, gang. Well, we appreciate you listening during this holiday season. We know everybody's real busy. Our episodes are a little shorter this time of year. Both Sir Lord Travis and I will be taking a vacation soon. I'm not sure if that means we're cutting back on an episode. I know on Christmas Day, there's no nifty show. That's for sure, because we'll be getting nifty with uh, with our loved ones. Uh, but we do want to tell you about Chain Games. If you haven't checked it out yet, you're a gamer. I'm a gamer. You could battle around the rest of the world with your favorite crypto projects and characters in a blockchain enabled kart racing game you could play on windows your mac linux or android it's called super crypto kart and they support real crypto payouts for multiplayer racing battle mode rocket league and capture the flag if you think you have what it takes to be number one get in with the competition it's fierce chain games Dot io and when you go in there you get to pick the bad cart if you want to and race as <laughs> travis and myself i'm really the one doing the racing travis is just sitting there in the sidecar you know myself eating on like, donuts if you drive so fast i'm like can you slow down around this corner what are you doing <laughs> this is going to be dangerous here you're, you're trying to kill us what are you doing i just sit there and just make smart ass comments the whole time at least that's go what play. i believe in my mind Chaingames.io. Dudes, we and dudettes, uh, don't want to leave the dudettes out. We've got some really epic shows coming up. Last, uh, was last Friday? No, I can't keep up with any. Yesterday, we had the opportunity to do a special edition Nifty show with a crypto whale. Uh, he is anonymous. We didn't see his face. He goes by Hidden in the Garden. And this dude was dropping serious knowledge. We're going to be interviewing him next week. And that's going to come out on an episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. I feel like it's going to be an extra long show because he is so compelling and eloquent and passionate about Bitcoin and crypto mm -hmm. and NFTs and has so much to say. And he likes that he's been in hiding for nearly a decade, he said. He could be Satoshi, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, whenever, whenever we were told that, we're like, yeah, right, whatever. Okay, let's see. And then we interviewed this guy, and he's all like, oh, he's like a super Mensa guy with, like, cryptography experience and got into crypto super early. And, like, he's not Craig Wright. We're just going to ask him right out. We're just going to – we'll just ask him, are you Satoshi? I mean, as long as he's hiding – you know, wouldn't it be awesome if Satoshi outed himself on our show? Either way, it's going to be a great interview. We're going to be talking with Kurt Braggett of Dust soon, uh, who has created the mineable crypto that Telegram had hoped to create before they got shut down by the SEC. You guys do not want to miss this. So much great content coming up, and uh, and we appreciate you. Yeah, a lot of great content rolling forward. And you know what? We're about to get out of this 2020 year and into another year. And I uh, hope everybody has a great holiday season. And uh, tune in for our next show. Well, our next show is going to be after Christmas, I guess, isn't it? Uh, I don't after know if we're one. doing bad news this week or not. So if you guys see a show drop, you'll know we did it. If you don't, then Merry Christmas. Bad news, the bad news is we didn't do a show this week. <laughs> Stay bad, everyone.
Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.